with four. The Lakers lead by one. Trey Young's going to do it. Here he goes. Blocked by Chandler. Lakers win it. Tyson Chandler. What up? Streaming live from the beautiful FTJ Studios. It's your host, Addison Bell. Welcome to a Monday morning edition of From the Jump. We are live right now in FTJ Studios. Like, we got a lot to discuss today. We got a lot to unpack today. A lot of NFL games transpired yesterday. The Cowboys got a much-needed win last night in Philly, might I add. The city of brotherly love was the home of the Dallas Cowboys last night. But that's not where we're going to start off today's show. We're not going to start off with the, with the Cowboys and the Eagles. But we'll get into the Cowboys and Eagles. My Raiders, we lost again yesterday to the Chargers. But it's all good. We got better days ahead. I got some news that 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 people ain't really talking about, but I'm I'm gonna break it today on from the jump. But you know we gotta start off today's show with the drama that happened last night in LA. The Lakers defeated the Atlanta Hawks last night, 107 to 106. Now, if you didn't watch this game last night, this 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 was a good ass game. And again, I, I I said in the beginning of the season I wasn't gonna cover the Lakers this year because I said it was too many people that was covering the Lakers. But they making it hard every single night. For me not to cover the Lakers Every single night is some new drama It's some new And last night was nothing short of that Now I'm going to go ahead and say this right now on air That Tyson Chandler That was a goaltend That was a goaltend Trey Young was going up for that layup Anybody else they're calling that a goaltend And y'all know that And y'all know that But because of the fact that Trey Young's a rookie They call that a goaltend Now of course The Lakers defeated the Hawks last night 107-106 to The leading scorer last night, of course, for the Los Angeles Lakers was LeBron James with 26 points, 4 assists, and 7 rebounds. Kyle Kuzma also had a game high yesterday of 18 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 assist. Brandon Ingram finished the game yesterday with 10 points. He was 3 for 8 from the field. Also, Lonzo Ball finished the game yesterday with 8 points and also a team high 11 assists and also 6 rebounds. Also, Lance Stevenson off the bench chipped in with 11 points. Contavious Caldwell-Pope also pitched in with 11 as well. The high man for the Atlanta Hawks last night was Kent Bazemore. I'm sorry, the high man for the Atlanta Hawks last night was Torian Prince with 23 points and 7 rebounds. Trey Young finished yesterday's game with 20 points and 12 assists. He was 4 for 8 from the 3-point line last night. Kent Bazemore also chipped in. He finished the game yesterday with 21 points and also 4 rebounds as well. Now, what I get into with, the, with, the, with this game last night is the, the thing with LeBron James, and, and I can't understand this. As great as a player as LeBron James is, he does everything well on the court except hit free throws. You mean to tell me, as the best basketball player, arguably, with probably within the next two or three years, he will pass Michael Jordan in scoring. I don't know when he'll pass him, but it's going to be a moment. It's, it's going to pass him. It's, it's, it's evident. It's coming. It's not even a question. He's going to pass Michael Jordan. And if I had to bet my dollar on it, I'm probably going to bet he'll probably finish somewhere in that top three or four. And by the way, I was digging the shirts last night. I mean, um, you know what I'm saying? We want to send our, our love out to those victims in Thousand Oaks. You know, we, we hate that, you know, this is transpiring, you know what I mean, in our country. And so, like I said, we definitely want to send the love out. And I think that was huge last night for the NBA to show love and homage, you know what I mean, to those families out there in California. LeBron James missed those free throws at the end of the game last night. And and what I and with the thing with the, with the Los Angeles Lakers going to be night in and night out is they're going to just have to scrap and find a way to get wins. That's just the bottom line. They cruised the other night against the Kings, and it's going to have nights like that where everybody's clicking on all cylinders, throwing shots off the backboard, everybody hitting. But it's going to be nights like last night when Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks, a young team, 
came in there last night and, and was ready to hoop. And at the end of the day, the Lakers somehow, some way, had to find a win. But switching from one big game to the other big game that was on television last night, the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Philadelphia Eagles last night, 27 to 20, in an important and very, very important game, not only for the Dallas Cowboys, but also an NFC East important football game last night. Now, there was a couple of takeaways that I took away from this game last night. And the first thing I want to say off the back is, Everybody pumped the brakes on Dak Prescott. Everybody pumped the brakes on Jason Garrett. Everybody pumped the brakes on the... Everybody pumped the brakes on the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason why I say everybody should pump the brake on the Dallas Cowboys is simple. The Dallas Cowboys defeated the Philadelphia Eagles last night, 27 to 20, in a very important NFC East division football game yesterday. A game in which the Philadelphia Eagles were picked to win, projected to win this game last night. And as I've been telling people all along, and as I continue to keep saying, the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in football. When Josh Adams only has seven carries for 47 yards, Corey Clement, five carries for 13 yards, William Smallwood, two carries for four yards, that's not going to win a football game. Again, Carson Wentz was 32 for 44 last night. Two touchdowns, one interception. Again, he had a QBR last night of 76. So he played good last night. I'm not going to say he played great. He played good enough to really win you the football game. But I thought that Cowboys defense yesterday was spectacular. And I'm going to continue to say that this Cowboys team is one of the best teams in the NFC. And that Cowboys defense is arguably one of the top five defenses in the NFL. That third down stop that he got was huge, which ultimately set up that fourth down and seven stop on, on, on Zach Ertz. That was huge. I saw some people on Twitter saying last night, oh, that was the first down. No, it wasn't. And y'all know it wasn't. He was short. That was a hell of a tackle by Jeff Heath at the end of the game to really kind of stamp the Cowboys win last night. That was huge. That was huge. You can say what you want to. The Dallas Cowboys win last night was huge. And on, and on, on full display last night, it kind of really showed the Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. They kind of just got to figure it out. Amari Cooper is fitting his way in. He played like a man last night. He had six catches for 75 yards. He, he was huge last night. But the MVP of last night's game, and I'm going to continue to keep saying it over and over and over again, was Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in football, and he showed you last night against that Philadelphia Eagles defense that everybody was so daunted, that everybody was raving about with Michael Bennett and Michael Jenkins. He ran right through that defense last night. 19 carries, 151 yards. Right through that defense. Quick NFL score rundown before we send it to the break. The Cleveland Browns defeated the Atlanta Falcons yesterday, 28-16. Baker Mayfield, three touchdowns. Nick Chubb ran wild. Browns over the Falcons, 28-16. Chargers over my Oakland Raiders yesterday, 26. We all know. We in rebuild mode. We trust you, Chucky. We riding with you, Raider Nation. What's up? Steelers Thursday night over the Panthers, 52-21. You already know the abysmal game by Cam Newton. Pittsburgh Steelers, 52. Carolina Panthers, 21. The Buffalo Bills actually got a win yesterday. Shady McCoy went crazy yesterday, 41-10 over the New York Jets. Chiefs, 26-14. That offense, Kansas Mahomes, they keep on rolling. Chiefs over the Cardinals, 26-14. Indianapolis Colts over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 29-26. The Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky, three touchdowns over the Detroit Lions, 34-22. Tennessee Titans. 
The Tennessee Titans defeated the New England Patriots yesterday 34-10 in a big game. Huge, huge win for the Tennessee Titans. The Washington Redskins defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday 16-3. The Red Hot Saints, Mr. Efficiency. I think the NFL MVP right now, Drew Brees, 22 for 25, three touchdowns. Saints, Alvin Kamara, Marvin Ingram throwing up the X in the end zone. Saints over the Bengals yesterday 51 14. The Green Bay Packers defeated the Miami Dolphins yesterday, 31-12. The Los Angeles Rams defeated the Seattle Seahawks yesterday, 36-31 in a very important NFC West divisional game. And last but simply not least, as I said earlier, the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 27-20 in a huge, huge, huge NFC East division game. Coming up next from the jump, we'll talk Le'Veon Bell and why he will not be returning to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And on today's edition of the wrap-up, we'll talk Jimmy Butler's trade to the Philadelphia 76ers, why I think this is an overrated trade. Stay tuned. It's from the jump. You could turn off the performance management feature, but it may lead to unexpected shutdowns. Battery throttling. Or you can just upgrade it. Yes, sir, man. Live right now in FTJ Studios, man. Shout out to E, man, for always hooking up the instrumentals. You feel me, man? Quick NBA score rundown from last night's game last night. The Charlotte Hornets defeated the Detroit Pistons last night, 113 to 103. The high man for the Charlotte Hornets last night was Kimball Walker with 24 points, three rebounds, and eight assists. High man for the Detroit Pistons last night, Andre Drummond, 23 points, 22 big rebounds, and three assists. Houston Rockets last night defeated the Indiana Pacers 115-103. James Harden finished the game yesterday, 40.7 rebound and 9 assists. Shout out to the beard, man. H-Town kind of struggling right now, trying to find their rhythm, adding some new pieces right now. They'll get it back. Houston over the Indiana Pacers, 115-103. Orlando Magic last night in the Garden. Big win, 115-89. Nikola Jokic was the high man for the Orlando Magic with 21 points, 14 rebounds. Enos Ganser finished yesterday's game with 16 points and also 15 rebounds. The Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Denver Nuggets yesterday, 121-114. Giannis finished yesterday's game with 22 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. High man for the Denver Nuggets last night was Paul Millsap with 25 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. Now, over the weekend, it has been several reports that Le'Veon Bell is unlikely to report to the Pittsburgh Steelers by Tuesday's deadline. Now, as we've been reported, of course, now Tuesday's deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern, is the last day that Le'Veon Bell can ultimately report to the team before he is deemed ineligible for this season. Now, most people feel like, and of course, Art Rooney speaking on the XM radio this week, saying he expects Le'Veon Bell to report to the team by Tuesday. I don't think it's been said, but I'm going to predict right now that I don't believe Le'Veon Bell is showing up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't believe that Le'Veon Bell is going to show up tomorrow for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And to me, this is deeper than football. Now, back on September 5th, 
an interview with Le'Veon Bell's agent, Adisa Bakari. Y'all take a listen to what Adisa says to ESPN in regards to Le'Veon Bell and his contract situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's where we are. We're in a situation right now where the concerns of the Steelers in 2018 are the same concerns they had in 2017, the same concerns they had in 1979, and that's winning football games. Le'Veon also has a business concern, and that's the balance of his career. Now, and, and how it should happen is that each side, each of those concerns, right, should serve as the impetus for the two sides to find a middle ground and get a long-term deal. That did not happen in this context. Le'Veon has several years ahead of him in football. We know right now his days in Pittsburgh are precarious at best. Now, after I heard that clip, the first thing jumped out to me, and it screamed that Le'Veon Bell is doing nothing more than playing the business game with the NFL. It's plain and simple. But at this point with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's saying, look, I've been on the franchise tag for two years. You're about to put me on the franchise tag for a third year, so ultimately you don't have to pay me. Now, sure, people are saying you could take the $14.5 million right now, which he would have been the highest paid running back in the NFL for this season. But going forward, there is no guarantee. So Le'Veon Bell plays this season. He gets injured. Now what? Now he has no guarantees going forward. Now you're in an Earl Thomas situation where you come back from your holdout because you feel like, okay, I want to play football. I want to be a part of this. And now you get hurt. Now you're sticking the middle fingers up at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry. Now you're sticking the middle fingers up at the Seattle Seahawks. Why? Because at the end of the day, it's deeper than football. This game is a business. And I said it back then when Earl Thomas got injured. That is the exact reason why Le'Veon Bell is not playing right now. And I do not believe that Le'Veon Bell will be showing up for the Pittsburgh Steelers which will ultimately be making him a free agent this year. Again, a lot of people are going to say tomorrow when it happens, Le'Veon Bell is selfish. He cares nothing about the team. And you heard what the Steelers said about him. You heard what the offensive line said about him. At this point, it's business. This game is, is, is a business game. It ain't about the team, and y'all know that. Once you get to the NFL, it's all individual. Them guys are trying to take care of their family. At the end of the day, Antonio Brown would have done the same exact thing. Would we have called Antonio Brown selfish for sitting out? No. Because Antonio Brown has a family to feed. And if you mean to tell me, okay, only thing I have to bank on is this $14.5 million this year. And you want to see how I play and then decide to pay me? To me, that's disrespectful. Le'Veon Bell is going to make a statement to the league that this is deeper than football. And I think this is going to be the first example that we've seen in the modern era of a guy sit out because he wants to do business with the NFL. Now, I do feel like this, though. John Gruden said a couple weeks back that a lot of people want to come and play for the Oakland Raiders. And I believe one of those people in particular is Le'Veon Bell. And I believe the number one fantasy spot, the number one location, the number one on Le'Veon Bell's list is the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm telling you right now, people, y'all think I'm crazy, but the Las Vegas Raiders, y'all need to get start saying it right now. It's not the Oakland Raiders no more. I know it's the Raiders right now, but the Las Vegas Raiders is going to be number one on Le'Veon Bell's fantasy list. I guarantee it. Football is my dream. I want a life better than the one I've been living. It's supposed to be easier, not harder. About time you got a proper introduction to Beverly. You can't keep going back and forth like this. I left behind my family, my friends, my school. I left behind who I am. I ain't the only one with it all on the line here. All-American. New series this Wednesday at 9, 8 central on The CW.
on today's edition of the wrap up over the weekend, Jimmy Butler has been traded from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, Jimmy Butler has been traded to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and the 2020 second round pick. Now, it is said that the Jimmy Butler and the Philadelphia Sixers are wanting to figure out a long-term situation so that way he can figure out whether or not he, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons can ultimately win something in the East. But now, when I saw this trade transpire, I seen everybody going crazy. Stephen A. Smith was on Instagram. This was actually good for the Minnesota Timberwolves because they understand, look, we have two young guys and Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, those are the two guys that we want to build around. And as I've been saying the entire time, Carl Anthony Towns was drafted because they felt like he was their future centerpiece. It wasn't Jimmy Butler. They just happened to get Jimmy Butler in a trade from Chicago. So now Jimmy Butler being in the Philadelphia 76ers uniform, does that make them better than the Toronto Raptors right now? No. Does that make them better than the Milwaukee Bucks? I feel like right now, no because I don't feel like it solved the problem with the Sixers needed. I ultimately believe that the Jimmy Butler addition is going to crowd this Philadelphia Sixers court because again, you have Ben Simmons that needs the ball in his hands, but now you need Joel Embiid to have the ball in his hands, but now Jimmy Butler has to have his ball in his hands. But what about Markel Fultz? And then you still got JJ Redick. So again, how is this Philadelphia 76ers team gonna figure all this out? And oh, by the way, you still got Brett Brown as the head coach. We, don't, we ain't sold on Brett Brown, and we ain't sold whether or not Brett Brown can coach in the NBA. Yes, he, they had a great season last year because they really overachieved, you know, and overexceeded a lot of people's expectations. But Ben Simmons kind of took a decline this season. Joel Embiid has been playing great, but now with the addition, but now with the addition of Jimmy Butler, how is that going to affect Embiid's play? Where does that leave Markel Fultz again on the roster? Again, this again, he's the odd man out once again. So where does that leave this 76ers team in the Eastern Conference? Right now, they're third at best. I believe they'll finish somewhere between fourth or fifth at the most. You know, just given the fact that, like I said, the other teams underneath them, I don't believe will be any better. I believe as time gets better, Boston will be better. Um, I also believe that the Detroit Pistons will be better as well. But again, the Philadelphia 76ers adding Jimmy Butler at this point doesn't increase their chance of winning a championship because I still feel like to this point, the Toronto Raptors are the best team in the East. And until beaten, until otherwise, that's the team you got to go with. So follow your boy right now on Twitter, man, at From the Jump, man. I follow everybody back. Breaking news right now, Cooper Cup has torn ACL. He is out for the entire season. That is breaking, coming across the sports wire as we speak. But it's your boy. We out.